Hey everybody, welcome to Subs Live Dubs Live, a comprehensive anime podcast. It's your boy Versace Vegeta. It's your boy D, man. Man, and we're really excited to get into this week's episode because this is going to be our first comprehensive look at the Dragon Ball movies. Specifically, Dragon Ball Movie 1, The Curse of the Blood Rubies, Dragon Ball Movie 2, The Princess, The Sleeping Princess in Devil's Castle, and Dragon Ball Movie 3, A Mystical Great Adventure. Yes. All great movies. Underrated. Very great. To the, underrated to a degree. And, and you know what, D? Honestly, I feel like these movies have are so underrated to a point where we could say they slept on. Yeah, they're literally... I, I don't see that much discussion about any of these movies. And I and I understand why. Yeah. I don't want to get in, like getting too 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 detailed to why, but we all know like Dragon Ball is not necessarily the original Dragon Ball. Like Goku as a kid, Dragon Ball. It's not something that's really hyped or talked about in the West around here. Yeah, man. And, you know, all that has to do with the fact that, of course, we started with Dragon Ball Z in the West and then got Dragon Ball a few years later. Now, Dragon Ball did have some exposure in the West in the 90s before Dragon Ball Z was major, but you had to be into anime to know what you were looking for, you know? So, can't really say too many people saw the the 95 dub release. Yeah, you, you really had to know what you were searching for. It's yeah. not like it fell. It didn't fall on. It didn't fall on your lap. You were you were probably actively searching for an anime, in order to most likely see this. So, so you know, just to just to give a little background on that, you know, it, we understand why these aren't such a big focus, but that's why we're here. We want to just go over just a little bit of information on them, let y'all know what you know, a little bit of what they're about. And then go into the not so common info. So let's get started, dog. You ready? Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. So let's start off. We got Dragon Ball The Curse of the Blood Rubies, also known as in Japan, Dragon Ball The Legend of Shinra. This was the very first movie released in December of 1986 over in Japan. It came out in 1995 in the States with a very uncommon dub. When this was aired in Japan, it was part of the Toei Cartoon Festival which we'll be discussing every single one of these movies is. But as far as getting a taste for what was out at the time along with these, this movie came out with two movies, which were from the Gegege no Kitaro series and Kinikuman. So that gives you a really good idea of what the vibe of anime was like at the time. You were getting the cream of the crop back then. For real, man. And like, you know, all three of those franchises, I mean, Kitaro... I think that the and the new anime for that is about to end soon. Mm. And that that was the show that took the time slot for Dragon Ball Super. So, you know, this is just showing you how how in, you know, deep in the waters Toei is with their franchises, you know, yeah. like they they have no problem with going back to the legendary well every now and again. And then of course Kinikuman, a very famous action anime back in the uh, the 80s and 90s. Uh, really dope pro wrestling anime. Uh, if you've never seen it, I think I can speak for the both of us in saying yo, that yo, we recommend it highly. Please watch it. 
not only if you're even if you're not a pro wrestling fan, like if you want something a good gag to watch, please give Kim Kumana a try. You'll oh, enjoy sure. it. It's hilarious. <laughs> exactly, dude. So just a you know a brief synopsis, man. Uh, this first movie it's about the great King Gurumes. He's searching for the Dragon Balls uh, in order to put a stop to his endless hunger. A girl named Pansy, who lives in the village that he rules over, um, has had enough of him ruling over their area and is seeking out Master Roshi for assistance. Yes. Can Goku and the crew stop King Gurumes and his army? Yeah, you're prototypical. Yeah, Dragon man. Dragon Ball plot. <laughs> and, you know, really, what I like about this movie is, and, and I will say that about all three of the Dragon Ball movies is this is what sets the prototype for what Dragon Ball Z movies are like, in the sense that if you go back and watch Dragon Ball Z movies, you can tell that they're kind of based on a certain point in time of the show, but they're a different retelling of that moment in time. Yeah. Dragon Ball movies, however, are a retelling of a very specific arc individually. What we're looking at here is... Curse of the Blood Rubies is a retelling of episodes 1 through 13 of Dragon Ball. So we're talking about Goku meeting Boma, meeting uh, Yamcha, Oolong, Kuar, uh, Roshi. Um, even so far as to Gurumes and his two lackeys. Uh, <laughs> what? Well, Pasta and... Bongo? Bongo? Yeah. Bong, yeah. They're all stand-ins for, for Pilaf, Pilaf and uh my. and my and the dog whose name I can't remember. It's Shoe. It's, Shoe. It's, yeah, it's Shoe. It's like, Shoe. This is why we were both here. One of us is going to remember something than the other one. Exactly. Yeah, they're definitely stand-ins for uh Pilaf, Mai, and Shoe, which is pretty cool, man, because you know, we see that it's a really like it captures the feel of your 80s anime adventure movies, specifically that sort of like Miyazaki sort of vibe, right? Um, I would even say that like a lot of the scenes in this and like the, the designs remind me of like Castle in the Sky. Yeah, it does. Like when you think, when you, when you really bring that up, it, it does. You can tell from the cine- cinematography. Yeah. It, it really, it does remind, it really does remind you. And, you know, it, it's always interesting to see how these movies are presented um, between the West and, uh, or you know, the, the American dub, the or you know, wherever you're from, yeah. and compared to the Japanese dub, right? A lot of stuff gets changed um, throughout just the uh, context of the movie, right? And you know, without like going into to too much, because we we don't really want to rag on Funimation. I get why they would change things for censorship and yeah. context. But just to give you a little taste about how dubs lie, man. Like, in the beginning, you got, like, King Gurumis straight up uh, says that, you know, in the in the dub, he's just gluttonous, bro. He, yeah, just, he, he just wants to eat. Whereas in the original Japanese dub, it's a bit more nuanced where he's somebody who only can eat rare delicacies exactly right um 
And, and you know, we find out later in the movie it's because he's been swallowing the Dragon Ball. Yeah. And it's turned him into a monster, which monster. a concept that we don't see brought mm-hmm. back into Dragon Ball as a whole until much later on. Way, right? way later on. But it's cool to see how Toei had like a well of like, that's a good idea. And that's a good idea. And that's a good idea. And we can reuse that somewhere down the line, yeah. right? So that's what I mean. Like, you know, the these movies are really dope. Prototypes for what we would be used to with Dragon Ball Z movies, man. What yeah. were your feels when when you first saw this back in the day? I, I'm not gonna lie. It's uh, as a young it. It took a while for me to get over the fact that this was basically a retelling of the first arc. Yeah. So it it I, as far as the movie goes, it, it's interesting, entertaining. But looking back, when I was a youngin, I really wasn't too fond. And I didn't really appreciate the movie until I got older. Because I was already hip with Dragon Ball. Yeah. So I really didn't want to see Dragon Ball being told to me over and over again. Like, I I knew about Emperor Pilaf. Yeah. So bringing in a new guy... To basically be his replacement, it was like eh, meh. I did like, however, that they sped up a lot of things in their little retelling. Oh, for sure. Because my attention span as a kid was terrible, <laughs> <laughs> as was all of ours. Yeah, it it was terrible. So certain things that I think are important should be jumped right into and the things that are bleh should be thrown away to the side i mean i i know folks want nuance and they want backdrop etc etc but as a kid i was more of the you'll show me the important parts (laughs) and this movie did that it it was it was a little rush it was a big rush into everything it made sure that it covered what it wanted to cover for its little retelling. And that's another thing, man, is it in that retelling, it covers some beats from the show in a, in a new way that still gets apart the, the point that they were trying to deliver to you. Right. Like for instance, when Master Roshi's home gets destroyed um, by the, the submarine from Guru Mess's army, right. He then launches the Kamehameha for the first time at that sub. Goku sees that and goes, how do you teach me that? We get the same little, it takes 50 years statement. And then Goku, while he's on Roshi's Island, does it for the first time. It's nice little, and I, and I actually like that. I, I liked, I, I liked it that way, to be honest. It was cool. Yeah, man. It's really dope. Like, you know, rushing those beats for the show in this didn't, Come off as a detriment to the movie for me. Yeah, it it it, it didn't. It, it's not. It what when you look, you go back and you watch this movie. It you could see for what it was. It they did a pretty good damn job. <laughs> they, did. they did. They did. I, I I can definitely agree with that one. Um, you know, even to the point of making some characters more impressive because that was the whole cast that we had at the time. Yeah. You know, my man Yamcha gets blasted seven times by yeah. pasta, and he just gets up and starts fighting. He's he's eating bullets. <laughs> he's eating bullets. Like, both Goku and Yamcha ate bullets in this, and it was, 
It was nothing, dog. Like I was I was impressed by the fact that they really got those characters pretty strongly delivered, man. Yeah. Yeah, Yamcha really did get a good show. He got his licks in. He did. Especially on Goku. Oh yeah. Dude. Got, dude, that the the time where they first meet up and fight and he gets in the Wolfang fists, he goes the fuck in. Bro. He just starts throwing them on Goku. Goku's eating him. And of course we know Goku isn't basically half incapacitated because he's hungry and we all know as well maybe folks may not know since it's not really wasn't really the thing in Dragon Ball Z. But when Goku is essentially hungry in Dragon Ball, he's pretty much useless. <laughs> yeah. He, he can't do shit. <laughs> yeah, can't. hungry Goku is like the original uh like, oh no, my tail is gone, Goku. Yeah, it, you know yeah. I mean? uh, to the sense of like, yeah, like that's that's his ultimate weakness. The moment he's hungry, he can't do a damn thing in a fight. He's just utterly useless. So I, I like that sort of uh pull in here. Outside of just really like those exciting moments, a few things I thought were really interesting. Um, of course, if you don't know already, every name in Dragon Ball is a pun. Yeah, it is. Right? So, you know, gourmet, gourmet, because Gour- he loves food, right? His, his lackey is pasta. <laughs> and even Bongo, right? It, yeah. He gets his name from the Italian dish, spaghetti alle bongole, Whoa. spaghetti and clams. So, you know, bongo, bongore, you know what I mean? Like that, that whole sort of thing, bro. Like, I, I love that there's always going to be a way to fit in puns like into names in Dragon Ball, like every 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 arc, every single arc ever, every single arc, and they're the most funniest of puns. This <laughs> yes, it, it really learning Japanese is knowing that everything you love is a pun. It's a, it, 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 exactly <laughs> like the the Japanese are the kings of the uh, of the dad joke. So. Really, really uh, thought that was hilarious that, you know, they, they were already on that wave here. Um, re- I, I, there was a few other things that stood out, right? Um, like Pasta's Jeep looked a lot like the... Uh, oh, Bruce. The Jeep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, you caught <laughs> that too. Yeah, I, knew, I, I caught... It, it threw me off. It threw me off. Yeah, the little Bruce Lee Jeep. I was like, yeah. yo, that... I mean, that's, but that's Dragon Ball for you, dude. Yeah, like, that's... It's a nice little homage. All the homage. And this is not even going to be the only Bruce Lee homage uh, that we go over today. But yeah, man, really cool shit there. I I dug how Bulma basically threw the Dragon Ball in old boy's mouth to get the dragon because he had all (laughs) of the other six. Just a lot of creativity in this movie, man. They they did their thing. They did their thing. Like, I, I, I have to credit Toei. For their move for Dragon Ball, for their movies, one and three, one through three, it is some entertaining retelling. Folks can't, you can't, like, though, though the first may be a little bit random, if you go back and watch, it may be a little bit random. Yeah. But it's entertaining, nonetheless. Toei is going to give you entertainment. That's so true. That's their priority. They're going to entertain. If it's not entertaining, they're going to change. They're not. They're not sticking with, hey, 
this is not working well with the audience. Let's keep it going. No, they change. If it's not like they changed or it's getting canceled, it, that's just that's Toei's philosophy. That's true. We all know that. That's true. I mean, look at look at how One Piece has stood the test of time. As, as an aside <sighs> yeah. on that, right? Yeah. But yeah, man. You know, I would say personally, you know, if you're a really big fan of like early Dragon Ball, give this a watch because especially if you're familiar with how Dragon Ball starts, it's a really good way to get a different take on those events while not missing the gist of what they were trying to get across to you. Yeah. You know, a, a really, really uh, big fan of, of Curse of the, the Blood Rubies. So as we leave that there in as a etched in history uh, sort of brief synopsis and overview, we can go into the Sleeping Princess in Devil's Castle, whoop, which whoop. was Funny. released in 1987 in Japan and came out in 98 in the States. What's your take on this? This is the best movie out the three. In my opinion, of course. This is every bit of action, every bit of inter- every bit of gag, every bit of comedy. It has a mix. It's it, it's it's perfect. I I I haven't told folks this, but Dragon Ball, it really picked like if you're let's all right. Dragon Ball first arc, it's cool, really good. I feel Dragon Ball really picks up when Goku starts to train with Roshi. Yeah, and they introduce Krillin, like Krillin and Goku. The pairing of Goku and Krillin, they are two hilarious guys. <laughs> Flat really? out hilarious. They're entertaining. Both competitive in this in this movie and in general. It, they did everything perfect. Trust me. We give you a little synopsis of the movie. You know, you're gonna realize like, yeah, this is this this is this is probably super slept on amongst the community. I would agree. And they should they they should probably check this out. For if if you want if you want to laugh if you want a bit of action, it this movie has it. It, it does. Go ahead, give it a chance. I yeah yeah I I can't help but co-sign all of that. The uh, it, it's a really fun take on um you know when Roshi trains Krillin and Goku, and uh, again just continuing with. How the last movie was, this part is now a retelling of episodes. I want to say it was 20... No, I'm sorry. No, I was thinking about the chapters. 14 through 18 of the original Dragon Ball series, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. this is something where it starts off Krillin and Goku training with... with, uh, Or Krillin and Goku both... Uh, having met up on Roshi's Island and it kind of takes on its own little adventure from there. And if you haven't seen it, basically, um, Tom, uh, uh, sorry, Roshi sends uh, Goku and Krillin on a quest to a castle at the Devil's Hand. They're going to be able to find a legendary sleeping princess there and whoever brings back the princess will become a student. So as that retelling, it's just like whenever he sent them out to go find a beautiful girl and then they wind up bringing launch, right? Like yeah. they, it's just now they are sent on a quest to a castle to go find a, a princess. 
What I found pretty funny about that, though, um, the dub really kind of changed that all around. <laughs> where, like, you know, his whole challenge was just like, hey, bring a beautiful girl to the yeah. island. By the way, there's this story about this princess, princess in this castle. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the dub, Roshi basically just suggests like, hey, there's this princess over there. I need you to kidnap her and bring her back here. And then I'll take you on Which as a student. This is way... Di- this is out of character for Roshi. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not, but it is. It, it, right? it's, it's not because this is something... I mean, I guess this would be in Roshi's playbook. He is a little woman. He is a perv. Yes. One of the original OG pervs of Shonen. And it's 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 a little bit hilarious, but if you watch the the anime read the manga, you know that he just wants a beautiful young girl. Yeah. That's that's been his his sketch. Uh if you're familiar with the the if you watched the first movie, you you know his interaction with Bulma. Yes, would had you thinking otherwise uh-huh. in the, the second movie, but I I guess Funimation not gonna judge you Funimation. I guess you had other things. I guess you wanted to go straight into the point. <laughs> the the movie is called Sleeping Princess. Uh, you wanted to get straight to it. I guess it's fine. Yeah. It's, fine. it's fine. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, they definitely do uh, get straight to it for sure, man. Because like right as soon as that's over, they're on their way to that castle. But well, you know, aside from just talking about what happens in the movie, even you know, staying on the dub, I know we didn't talk about the cast so much last time, but I watched this in Japanese and in English, and I gotta say, the cast in this movie is solid, bro. Like yeah. this might be. Christopher Sabat's best delivery of Yamcha. Yeah, yeah, bro. He did his thing. He did his thing. Yeah. He did his thing. It's a it's a different voice. I want to say it's the same voice actress for Dende being Goku in this one. Yeah. Because uh, so, um I don't wanna butcher person's name. Um I know her name was Del her last name was Delga Dio. So she's um she and she's from and I I believe she's from New York, my side of the woods. She oh, nice. she well she completed her degree and stuff in New York. But she 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 did a good job with Goku. She did a good job with Goku. This, this was this is probably peak for animation. Yeah. Yeah. For Dragon Ball. I'll say that for sure. Like all the all the the voices sounded good. Well, for for whatever reason though, like if you, I don't. Did you watch the Funimation though? Yeah, I watched the Funimation. Did you notice the audio quality was yeah. weird? It's it, yeah. Like, it <laughs> sounds like some characters are recording in a muffled mic, yeah. and then other characters are recording from a really clear one. Yeah. So like, I, their it, scenes were like Boma's talking to Lucifer. Yeah. And yeah. Lucifer sounds clear as day and. She sounds like she's in the submarine. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, so I, I did find that a little a little weird. Like there was definitely some issues with the, the production on Funimation side uh for this one. But um uh those things aside, I, I really was uh, a fan of how they made sure to 
sort of put a twist on how everything goes, right? Like, they do wind up running into Launch on the island, but she's there to, like, steal yeah, the Sleeping Princess. Um, and and that, that leads to them being able to take her back to Roshi's. But th- this is really cool for presenting Krillin and Goku's rivalry. Like, Krillin is ruthless in this movie, Yo, bro. Krillin is a savage. My man committed murder. <laughs> well, Pot, he could have committed murder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, he casually did not care. This really? Is a 13 year old. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, he just, didn't give a damn, bro. He straight up tells Goku, uh, hey, man, just so you know, I'm not helping you at yeah. all in this race to that island. And I was like, oh, damn. Like, like okay, Krillin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's definitely, uh, his early personality is it's, it's so good. It's so much more rival based. Yeah, it, it's so funny. And then with Krillin, Krillin reminds me of how they characterized Vegeta and Vegeta in a sense where they're gonna do and well they're gonna they're gonna take the best course of action for themselves. Yeah. Krillin, he and Dragon Ball, he's not taking the hard way. He's going to take a shortcut. He's taking the easy way. My man's legitimately went on a bus. Had a bento, by the way. Nice, <laughs> nice bento. Had a bento. Then hopped on bull. Hopped on a full bull to head to this castle. Meanwhile, your boy Goku's out here running like the actual training they were supposed to do. So that already shows you the difference between Goku and Krillin. That's a whole. <laughs> yeah, nah. he, he, Krillin for sure is just like scheming at all times, bro. And, and I really, really dig that. Uh, just in, in seeing that characterization for him. Ultimate Another part I really dug, like, and I, I will say this, right? As much as we will always discuss like major dub changes. Yeah. One that I really liked in this was where in the original Japanese version, when the whole crew sees Goku transform under the moonlight, ah, they all act like they've never seen they've it never before. seen it. But Yamcha and, and Puar, they already know what's up. Yeah. So they know how to stop it. And it's cool because it kind of makes you feel like the, the movies are in their own continuity. Because yeah. this does really feel like it picks off right where the first movie left off. But in the dub, only Krillin questions Goku transforming. And I thought that was cool with adding a little bit of extra context to like saying, like, hey, yeah, nah, like they've they've been on adventures before. Yeah, like uh probably, but the dub kind of makes it fall in line more with the show. Like that that Funimation, you give yourself a, a pat on the back. Yeah. Y'all did y'all did right. Yeah, man. You know, as much as every Funimation dub change always is really trying to add more context to what you're seeing on screen uh, than maybe what needs to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you could tell somebody thought about it in this Yeah. Movie. And it worked out for the best. This it was did. a change where you can't have any. There's no complaints. There's and no. really, just to give you a good look uh, of the time in which this came out now, I know it's only a year later, but if you look at the Toei Cartoon Festival, that this one was released with um, in July of 87, we had three other movies with Saint Seiya, 
Hikari Sentai Mask Man and Chojinki Metalder. So, you know, Crazy. if you know anything about this me, bro, I, I love me some tokusatsu. Yeah. So, they would have had me in the theater if I would have been able to see a Super Sentai movie, a Metal Heroes movie, a Saint Seiya movie, and Dragon Ball all in one go. This is a heavy hitter. Like, this is a heavy hitter. You know, like how we have seasons in anime now? Yeah. This this festival season, banger. <laughs> yes, dog. This was this was a banger. You're I can guarantee you, I would have gone to see this like two, three times. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. I yeah. know that Saint Seiya was fire. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. And those are two of the most like popular tokusatsu series of the 80s. So, and for those who don't know, tokusatsu basically imagine Japanese Power Rangers, right? Like that that's the Super Sentai is. I, I I'm I'm being very generally loose yeah, with yeah. this, uh, because you know, even Godzilla and stuff, uh, Ultraman, yeah. stuff like that is, is yeah. Tokusatsu. But if you want to get a good idea of what that was like, so the thing about this is you're a kid, you get to see a Dragon Ball movie and a Power Rangers movie in the same showing, dog. It's it's doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. It goes right back to what you were uh, telling us earlier. Toei was for the kids, dog. Yeah, they were giving, like I said, Toei knows best for the kids. They know entertainment. They're going to give you, they're going to attempt to give you the best form of entertainment. Yeah. And, and they were really in their bag back in the, the late 80s for sure, dude. Yeah. Um, Outside of all of those things we covered, um, really, there's not a lot of uh, puns or anything as far as the naming goes. You know, you've got the the villain. His name is Lucifer. Yeah, it's obvious Lucifer. where that that's, comes from. That's clearly. Yeah. You know, a, a vampire named Lucifer. A scary name, obviously, right? His his butler is just Shitsuji. Butler. butler. So it, it is who it is, you know. Uh, and then the, the main demon they fight... Um, his name was Gastel, uh, you know, Ghastly. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, I really thought it was cool too with Gastel, um, how he had a very like ancient Chinese theme to his design. Yeah. And instead of like riding on a cloud like Goku, he rode on fireballs under his mm-hmm. feet. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, that was dope. And one last thing before we we wrap up, uh, just a little brief discussion about movie two. What was up with them demons using guns? Yeah, bro. I I need I need for them to explain. Why are demons using guns? Why do demons even need guns? Where do they get them from? Because Weird. it was clear that they couldn't leave nowhere under sunlight. So, like, are they going at nighttime to go rob people of their guns? What's going do they, on? Do they have shipping? <laughs> are they shipping guns? <laughs> Is this is this what is this what's going on? I, they I, were they this, were getting Amazon gun deliveries, dog. In the eighties, yeah, the 80s, man. Family. Like, <laughs> bro, like these. Clearly, Lucifer had money, bro, because yeah. he had a whole. He had a butler. <laughs> he had a whole butler. He had a gemstone called the yeah. Sleeping Princess that could supposedly destroy the sun. Yeah, yeah. Come on, I man, mean, he he had his resources. Clearly, still honestly, don't explain, it, it still don't explain why I got a gun, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I'm just saying, bro. Like the demon army, they could have, if they had showed up at the right time, they could have gave Red Ribbon some trouble, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They could have gave Red Ribbon some trouble, man. For sure, they would have to probably call General Tao. 
real quick. <laughs> real, real, fast, real, dog. real, yeah, real Tal- quick. They would need Tao Pai Pai's help for sure, dog. And, and, you know, speaking of Tao Pai Pai and the Red Ribbon Army, we now have the third and sadly final Dragon Ball movie, A Mystical Great Adventure. Now, this one here, um, just to give you a brief synopsis of that, the Emperor of Mifan, Chaozu, is hosting the next Tentaichi Budokai, but can't find his lost doll, Ron Ron. Can you believe that? Chaozu? Chaozu, the Emperor? The Emperor? That's what I'm saying, bro. Blow up boy? Kamikaze himself? <laughs> this is nuts. Now... While that's happening, Master Shin and Tao Pai Pai are searching for the Dragon Balls, and they promise to use them to locate Ron Ron. But are they actually planning to take over Mifon? And can Goku and his friends save Chaozu before it's too late? We know. We know. Come on. It's Dragon Ball. I mean, <laughs> you know, the question has to be asked, otherwise course, the movie wouldn't course. be here. Yeah, of course. Of but course, you're right. Course. It's Dragon Ball, it's so Dragon we know Ball. how this is going to end. We know what it is. Now, D, I know for you, you said uh, Sleeping Princess uh, in Demon's Castle is, is Devil's Castle is your favorite Dragon Ball movie, right? Yeah, it's I. This one is my favorite. Hands really? down. This is my favorite Dragon Ball movie of the of the original three, dude. Ooh. It's a retelling of the Red Ribbon Army and 22nd Budokai Tenkaichi arcs told in the original Dragon Ball series and manga. But it's like an, an alternate world that it happens. Just like I said, these are all prototypes for how Dragon Ball Z movies go, right? So you've got like a, a, a political social standing with Tien and Chatsu. You've got the existence of his empire and... This world's martial arts tournament being hosted on his island. Huge vibes of Emperor, uh, I'm sorry, Enter the Dragon by Bruce Lee here. Again with these Bruce Lee refs. Yes, dog. The and homages are real. <laughs> yeah, that, that Kung Fu homage in Dragon Ball, man. It It's tried and true there, dog. It, it, it permeates the entire series, I would say, man. Like, Goku's whole entire journey being based off of, like, old Chinese stories, like, Really, really fits. Yeah, it does. I would say this one was probably one of them ones I would have gone to see in theaters a few times too. Because this was part of the 1998 Toei Cartoon Festival. Uh, Also, this movie released in 2000 in the US. So this is right when Funimation is getting into their bag. I could figure this was probably... Um, an easier movie for them to release because, you know, you've got familiar characters like Tao Pai Pai, uh, Master Shin, yeah. Tien, and Chaozu. But as far as the other movies that Toei showed with this, uh, Tazakai Ramen Man, uh, an old school Shonen Jump manga, Bikuriman, and Kamen Rider Black. The GOAT! <laughs> God, listen, they would have had me in the building for those two multiple times that summer. No? Yeah, this was a hot summer. Hell yeah. They, they get, again, Toei knows what they're bringing. I know we're going to sound like a broken damn record with the amount of times we're going to discuss this over uh, the entire season about these Dragon Ball movies. But Toei really knew what they were doing when they would release these movies, man. Like They did it in such a way where they don't have to worry about it standing alone, even though it would have. Yeah. Uh, tell me, when it comes to this entire take on the the Red Ribbon Army saga and the 22nd Budokai Tenkaichi, uh, or Tenkaichi Budokai, my fault. 
How how do you feel about it? Eh, I'm I'm kind of indifferent on it. Yeah, though it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I for me this particular arc, this retelling arc, I prefer the original. Okay, it's I mean, my yeah, fi- it's yeah. It, yeah yeah of course like can't I, obviously I'm not expecting the movie to to outdo or even compare to the original, but because I hold the original. Red Ribbon Army arc so high. Yeah. For me to watch the movie, this movie in particular, it it's like it's like eh. Like they did their thing. They did their thing. Trust me, they did. But this is the one movie where it's like and it's funny because this is it's an alter it's really an alter it's a really an alternate retelling. I mean again Emperor Chaozu, really? Yeah. It, it's interesting in there. It's interesting. But for me, I don't know why. It just did not, it did not hit with me. Man. Which is crazy. It you know, listen, man, that I'm glad that there is at least one movie where we're like, yo, we just got different vibes on it. And that's what yeah. that's what we'll always have on this on Subslide Dub Slide, to be honest with all of you guys, you know. We're not here to say like, hey, I agree, I agree, right? Like, no. there's gonna be things that we disagree on, and no. that's perfectly natural, right? This ain't that. <laughs> yes, that yes. ain't. This ain't. This is not going to be. Hey, I enjoy that. Oh yeah, me. no. Yeah, man. No. You know, and and it's all good because I understand where you're coming from at the same time. Because not only is there a retelling of the Red Ribbon Army Saga, but the 22nd Martial Arts Tournament, and like, let's be real, dude. That's a legendary anime arc that's, in general. That's it's really hard. It's really hard to compete with that. And this <laughs> movie knew they couldn't. So that's why it, I'm it, glad they go about it the way they did. Yeah. In a sense, the way how they it, it was a smart approach. Yeah. To be honest, it because you can man, you really if you rush if you rush the the twenty second Tenkaichi Budokai, you're you're gonna botch it. You're going to botch it. Yeah. So, I did like the approach. It just it it can't. I know in my head that it's a retelling and it's not going to be accurate. And it's not even trying to. It's not even trying to compare to the original. But I just I hold this arc. I hold these two arcs that they that they try to smash together. I I hold them. Too high of a regard to <laughs> care about, like about the movie like that. I get you, I do. Um, I will say I did like the uh, the uh, uh, rail. Uh, oh, when Arale shows up, yeah, when she made her that, cameo, that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, Arale's cameo is really great. Uh, because she, it, it's very similar to her Dragon Ball cameo, where it's just like, hey, look at this invincible robot girl, but like. Instead, this time she's right there in the thick of it with Goku as he's doing his fight with Tao Pai Pai towards the end. Uh, just, just saves his ass basically. Um, yeah. outside of you know Goku being more confident in himself towards mm-hmm. the end there, but I, I, I really did like this, even when we're comparing the dub to the sub. There wasn't really a lot different, man. Yeah, it was really this might be their most accurate, yeah, <laughs> accurate representation yeah it was it was there was only like one small thing i noticed and that's um 
So throughout the course of the movie, Emperor Chaozu, the the emperor of Mifan, um, he has Shin and Tao Pai Pai basically using him uh, to get the Dragon Balls. And at the end, uh, you know, Chaozu's army had turned against him because Emperor uh, Shin, or sorry, Shin and Tao Pai Pai basically had them under their control. And at the end, Chaozu in Japanese says, hey, y'all, it's good. I forgive you. In the dub, he goes, you're fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's kind that's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's different, bro. And, and it's like, I, I, I couldn't even come up with a, okay, for context, that makes more sense that way. Like, yeah. it just literally has Chaozu just like, ah, y'all screwed me over. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, he's, He's he's not taking that bullshit. Yeah, not forgiving. He ain't forgetting. So. And honestly, he could have stood with a little bit of that backbone in the Japanese version, man. You know, yeah, he stood to have a little bit of that backbone. But uh, what I really liked about this, and well, okay, let me, before I go further into what I like, something I did find weird. So the movies, like I said earlier, Sleeping Princess and Devil's Castle. 100% picks up where movie one left off, right? Like, it, it, it ends with um, with Curse of the Blood Rubies, Goku's freed their village, and... Oh, damn it, Siri. And then, you know, he's already met Master Roshi, and he says he wants to go train with him. At the beginning of the second movie, Goku's on the island. He's now about to start training, right? So, like, we... We can put those two together. You can watch them in one go and not be, not question anything. You get to this movie though. You remember how in the first movie, uh, Gourmet's army was a stand-in for Pilaf's game. Yep. Well, who are the first three characters you see in this movie? You see the the legend himself, Emperor Pilaf, with his his cronies. My and it's like <laughs> what? So so they do exist. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, okay. Like, it's... They might not have had, like, the same backstory in this, but just the fact that, like, they built the radar and that's who Emperor... Or, sorry, who, who uh, Master Shin took it from. I just thought that was pretty hilarious. It was like, okay. I mean, yeah, let's let's tie in how they're connected from the show. But outside of that, that is the only time you ever see them in any three of these movies. Not thought it was pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, uh, very confused as to why they just randomly do brother man brother man peel off in there. Yeah. And the you already told me about this king that's been defeated, but hey. You it, know. Goofy stuff, man. But I mean, in the long run it works because they don't have the biggest um impact on the whole movie from that yeah. point on. But just go back what I did like Every character that's from the show that shows up in this movie has such a similar portrayal to how they are in the shows, even if they change them differently. Like, General Blue working for the Mifon Empire <laughs> instead of Red Ribbon. I thought it was hilarious. That's, that's, it, it, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> even Sergeant Metallic showed up, and it's like, yeah. yo, y'all got androids? And <laughs> it's just like, no big deal, huh? No big deal. There's, What's an android? <laughs> it's yeah. not, we ain't. What's an android? Who's Aider? What? What is an Aider? <laughs> it was. It, it's Who's great, man. Like it just it blends in 
more iconic scenes from the show in this movie than any of the other ones had, right? Like you've got like Tao Pai Pai kicking off the pillar and flying off of it, right? You've got Goku going to Korin's tower and shit like that. But it, it, it still keeps everything original. Like how Chatu is being an emperor that's manipulated behind the scenes, very much like the last emperor, uh, the the Chinese film, right? Mm -hmm. Um, the 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 red ribbon army is basically just his nation's army <laughs> you know? it's just me it's just me it's yeah kind of, all these little stand-ins um and even with when it comes to the tournament itself right like the the country of mifan is hosting, hosting the tournament. Uh, the tournament on their island very last dragon s but yeah. when it gets to the tournament it pulls a dragon ball z on us yeah. and shit just stops like at the beginning immediately and I feel like that's because they realize you know like like we mentioned there's no way you can compete with the 22nd martial arts you can't you could you can't (laughs) you can't so you you know instead of instead of them trying to set up all of that they go right into you know Goku's troubles with Mifan and him having to fight Tao Pai Pai because Bora gets killed. Like, all the same sort of things happen uh, from the show, but they go about it in a different context that uh, makes it original enough if you've never seen the show while still giving you really familiar beats uh, if you're used to it. I thought there was really original um, ideas for this story, too. Like, Goku throwing his Dragon Ball into the ocean with the other ones to summon the dragon. Pretty neat. Yeah, we ain't never seen nothing good. like that, that uh, since cool. then. Yeah. Um, really, just a really unique take on those events uh, in the series, right? Uh, with those two arcs, without trying to overtake them. There weren't very many puns in this one. Uh, like, Mifan is just the Mandarin reading yeah. of rice. Which they go right back to using <laughs> a pun for rice uh, yeah. a couple of years anyway. Uh, but yeah, man, like th- that kind of stuff here was really cool. Um, that's that's really that's really it when it comes to the. Uh, we would have to start reviewing the movie to go into any further. But um, I would say definitely if if you're gonna watch any of these, this is Jay's opinion. Watch this one. Watch this one. It was, it was the most fun. It was the most it, fun. It, it, it got the J Cole sign, so it it's it, it's good. It's just not. It's just not better <laughs> than the twenty second take I should Kai or yes. the better right? And in my humble opinion, I think the second one kicks his ass, but. That's I would just say my opinion. one thing about the second one. Clearly, Toei loved that second movie because the first Dragon Ball Z movie feels so much like <laughs> the second Dragon Ball movie. Yep, yep. And, and you know, we'll go into that in, in the next episode uh, because in episode two of Subs Lie, Dubs Lie, we will be covering Dead Zone, the world's greatest. And the Tree of Might. Whoop, whoop. So uh, I hope y'all are ready 
to start getting into the meat of this because we're we, we going we gonna to dive real deep in. Bring a knife. Bring a steak knife. We cutting We cooking. Deep. We, we cooking. Cook, we, we cooking, brother, man. We cooking, y'all. y'all make sure y'all tune in. Absolutely, <laughs> man. I love it. This is, this is, you know, we, we're bringing y'all the knowledge for these first three. It doesn't really go into too depth about too, too much. But we'll start going into, you know, more production information because then while these set the prototype for how Dragon Ball Z goes about their movies, they made sure that they were different by each movie being similar to an arc in the show. But they take off, they go left in their own sort of way. Super left. <laughs> uh, to where it's like, okay, they're, they're not giving me the same beats from the show for this. So really look, looking forward to, to getting deep into those, man. But before we sign off, dude, I, I want to ask you something, man. Shoot. If you... I mean, seeing how these two movies went, or sorry, these three movies went, where they were really successful with retelling story arts, do you think that a movie about the 23rd martial arts tournament um, with Piccolo Jr. and the story of Piccolo Daimao would have worked as movies? Whew. That's a tough question. I think... You could you can most definitely have a movie done on the Piccolo Dymo arc. As for the twenty third tournament, I think that would need its own little movie slash even a, a little OVA special. I don't think you could do. I don't think you can do what you did in three and try to combine okay these arcs because, like, literally in my humble opinion, Piccolo. Di- Piccolo Daimo, like this is when the series really, really turns to something completely different. Like yeah. Dragon Ball, we want, I'll say, well, when Tao Pai Pai kills Bora in the original, it's when shit goes left. Yes. And things get a little, like the stakes really rise in Dragon Ball, but Piccolo Daimo, like folks that you know, the original, like the cast that you love, they're dead. They're getting killed. They're dead. <laughs> yeah. They're dead. Dragon gone. <laughs> the stakes are absolutely high. I don't think you could just jumble up Piccolo Daimo and that tournament in one movie. They would have to make separate movies. I think it's possible that you could do a Piccolo Daimo movie and you could do a, a 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai movie. But I think you would have to do a little spin on the twenty third Tenkaichi Budokai tournament. You know that's and that's something I I believe too is that they would have worked as two separate movies. Um, but the twenty the movie about Piccolo Junior. It would have had to have been like this one where we're not spoiling the tournament. Some shit goes left right in the middle of it, and then maybe Goku and Piccolo fight in that one too, right? So that way they have a different epic fight. Yeah, um, or hell, even Goku. Uh, as I mean, considering we didn't see this till Dragon Ball Z, Goku fighting Piccolo, fighting someone else. So it's different from when they team up, right? Um, we could have some sort of like battle where Piccolo is going about world domination, but somebody else is trying that shit and he's not with it. But they don't team up because yeah. Piccolo. 
wasn't exactly good at this point, right? Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Something like that could have worked. I, I honestly, I, I, I've, I've spent a good amount of time this week thinking, like, what would that have been like? Because one could say, if they had continued with that sort of streak of retelling arcs, then every Dragon Ball Z movie probably would have been like that too. And we wouldn't have as much. <laughs> we wouldn't really, we wouldn't really have as much. I mean, you don't have as much movies. I mean, <laughs> they, I mean, I'm, still gonna do them double, those double year festivals. Yeah, they they still go. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it'd be like, a lot of stretching. It would be a whole lot of stretching. It would it would be a whole lot of. And now the story is much different, right? Yeah. Uh, but I I will agree that thirteen movies. Um, retelling all of Dragon Ball Z would have been a bit much. A bit much. You, you would have to be making, you would have to cut four, four to five episodes and make yeah. that a movie. Like the Android arc, let's say you make a movie like that. You wouldn't have to make 19 and 20 a whole movie. Yeah. And then afterwards, make another movie regarding 16, 17, and 18. It's, that's a lot. It's really a lot. And that's why really instead they just gave us 13, 14, and 15. They did the right thing. They did the right thing. Yeah, they did. Because they were like, nah, after this, y'all gonna fight a Super Saiyan. <laughs> yeah. Fuck all that. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we just finished Dragon Ball. Yes. We even, we even talk about a Saiyan. Saying what? What's a Saiyan? Yeah, what is a Saiyan at this point? <laughs> What's man? a Saiyan? What is a Saiyan exactly? So to wrap all this up, man, it's been a really uh, good time just watching these three movies. It, it really took me back uh, a bit to like feelings I hadn't even had before because I, I don't believe I've ever watched a great mystical adventure as an adult. So it could be recency bias for me. <laughs> As far as why that was my favorite, uh, I, 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 but hey, listen, subs lie. We the dubs lie. We don't. So I, I gotta be honest, man. I gotta be honest. It might be some recency bias in my head, but I mean, all I did like all of them. They're a fun watch. I would say, y'all, if y'all ever got a free afternoon, if you didn't get a chance to watch before this week's episode, no problem. It, it, they're forty five minutes each. Give, it Give a them watch. a run through. Give it a watch, man. And give, the, the second, give the second one two watches. <laughs> and at the very least, you know, if you're if you're somewhat familiar with the early Dragon Ball, but not that much, this is a new way to get the gist of it. Without, I mean, I would say once you get to this movie, you better go ahead and watch them two arcs for real, for real. Yeah, but for real, for real. Uh, if, you, if you ain't if you ain't never gave Dragon Ball a chance or a day, like yeah, you better. Yeah, what are you doing, fam? <laughs> Let me stop. You're living wrong, man. You're living wrong. Yeah, Funimation yeah. had us all living wrong. Yeah, don't, don't, don't fall into the trap. Don't fall into the trap. Don't, don't be like these folks telling you it's okay. You could skip. Never be that person. No, sir. It's n- it's never okay to skip. <laughs> it's never. not. It's they it's okay it's- if that's the childhood you were given. But you have the internet now. You have the internet now, my boy. Or my Anybody, yo, give it a watch. Give it a chance. It's it's not gonna hurt you. And they, you know, they told you as a kid, don't skip, <clears throat> don't skip, don't skip in line, don't skip the series. 
Don't skip Dragon Ball. <laughs> hey, Please. my boy coming out here with the lessons. That's right. Don't skip in line and don't skip Dragon Ball. It's that easy. It's that easy, baby. It's, it's, if you don't want to watch the anime, just read it. I know hey. you got two dollars speared up. Go ahead and hey. go knock up on this on, on that this site and, and go crazy. That's right. The Shonen Jump app is available on all our phones, man. And and take it from Uncle D and Uncle J, man. You might learn something new. For real, for real. You will. And you'll enjoy it. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. It's not garbage. It's <laughs> come on. But hey, we ain't gonna preach to y'all. Y'all know, y'all know it's out there, man. Go check these three movies out. Trust me, there was not one miss in any of these. Um, I would even say, watch the dub. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you're not gonna lose too much in doing it for this. As you heard us go over, the dub changes here were very minor. I mean, they're kind of funny, but really minor. So we, I, I can't even give you a like. Hey, no, I prefer this one over that one. Watch it however you want to, but they are really good watches. So with all that said, man, we're really glad to have gone over these movies with y'all. Next time on Subs Live, Dubs Live, we will be going over the thirst through Dragon Ball Z movies, like we said. Yes. Dead Zone, World's Strongest, and Tree of Might. So if you got the time, man, watch those over the course of the next week. Get that feeling in, man. Restore the vibe. And we'll come down to, to break down the stuff that wasn't so obvious for you. in it. Y'all good with that? Bet. Bet. I heard you say bet. I know y'all are good with it. You agreed with it. You <laughs> you, you we did. heard you. I know you we smiled. You, you smiled. I know you smiled. Go ahead, man. We sent the Toei spies. We know. We know, dog. We are but, your big brother. <laughs> <laughs> We're your anime big brother, dog. Yeah. But hey, man, remember, like always, dog. Subs lie, doves lie, we don't. Yeah. It's J and D here, man. Yeah. I'm Versace at Versace Vegeta on oh. Twitter. Oh, okay. At Versace Vegeta underscore on Twitter. Same as IG, same as my Twitch. Pull up, man. It's always a good time. You, know, you can find me on Twitter.com at Brother D. Add an extra E at the D. And we'll be great. Let's be friends. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're ready to talk shop with y'all. Hey, thanks for joining in as always. Y'all take care of yourselves, man. Peace. Good, man. Later. <laughs>